My name is Scott Nye, and this is Talking Radical Radio. We're at a time where we're seeing how employers just want to get rid of everything in the contracts, you know, like roll back wages, eliminate benefits, increase workloads, eliminate severance pay, just anything to make their long-term workers into casual contracted workers so that they can cut costs or even replace them with... That's the voice of Stephanie Fung. She and Rajani Tadaka are today's guests on Talking Radical Radio. This show brings you grassroots voices from across Canada. We give you the chance to hear many different people who are involved in many different struggles, talk about what they're doing, how they're doing it, and why they're doing it, in the belief that such listening can strengthen all of our efforts to change the world. Fung is the communications organizer for Unite Here Local 40, which bills itself as British Columbia's Hospitality Workers Union. They represent workers across the province at hotels, bars, casinos, camps, airports, restaurants, and other food services. Tadaka is a member of Local 40 and a hotel worker in Vancouver. Today, they will be talking about the BC's Unequal Women campaign. Tadaka started working at the Pan Pacific Hotel in Vancouver in 2015. She was a housekeeper, which meant cleaning, making beds, mopping, dusting, vacuuming, and so on. It was physically demanding work. The pace set by management and the number of rooms assigned per shift meant that it was always stressful and exhausting. But she and her co-workers worked hard and well, and it was a living. In the industry as a whole in recent years, workers had made some gains. In particular, there were historic wins in strikes at a number of hotels in downtown Vancouver in 2019, which resulted in wage increases, improved job security, better sexual harassment provisions, and more. But when COVID-19 hit in March 2020, more than 50,000 workers in BC's hotel sector were laid off. It was a hard moment, but one that workers understood given the public health circumstances. Soon enough, the initial broad pandemic shutdown eased, and while ongoing public health restrictions of fluctuating intensities have meant that hotels have remained less busy than usual, nonetheless, many had resumed some level of activity within just a few months. It was then that workers and the union started to notice a disturbing trend. Rather than recalling their laid-off workers, some hotels decided to fire them as a way to reduce costs. At Tadaka's workplace, she said the initial communications from the employer suggested that they would be recalled as needed. But without warning, in June or July 2020, they started firing people. They did it in batches of 20 or so, perhaps to avoid triggering certain employment law provisions that would have required them to give more advance notice or greater compensation. Tadaka said that housekeeping work was initially being done by managers, and then casual on-call workers were hired through an agency at lower pay than the fired workers. According to Fung, many hotels are, quote, trying to take advantage of a temporary health crisis to fire their long-term workers in order to cut costs, to save money, and to hire a workforce that will accept cheaper wages, end quote. She says this shows the, quote, cruelty of the employers. The majority of workers impacted by the firings are women, many of them immigrant and or racialized women. Workers have been responding to this injustice in a number of ways. This has included action at specific work sites. 
The workers at Pan Pacific, for example, only voted to join Local 40 last August in a result released this February. Local 40 has been pressuring specific employers, including Pan Pacific and others, to commit to bringing their fired workers back. They are also striking at Pacific Gateway, locked out at Hilton Metrotown, and may be facing job action at other work sites soon. As well, a worker at Pan Pacific has launched a class action lawsuit over how the firings were carried out. Local 40 launched the BC's Unequal Women campaign to put pressure on the employers and on the provincial and federal governments. It has involved petitions, letters, lobbying, and other basic tools of advocacy. They've had some success in building support among community groups and other unions, both for specific job actions and for the broader campaign. Last August, the campaign traveled to Victoria, and workers held a public hunger strike to demand action from the provincial government. According to Fung, some jurisdictions in the United States have enacted legislation that entitles workers laid off due to the pandemic to be recalled when conditions improve. Canada's only current NDP government has not chosen to do likewise in BC. And at the federal level, the campaign is drawing attention to the Trudeau government's rhetoric about a quote-unquote feminist recovery from the pandemic, given that the firings are particularly impacting workers who are women and or racialized. They want him to tie any pandemic subsidies for hotels to rehiring laid-off workers. Local 40 is asking people to learn about and support the campaign at bcunequalwomen.org. And as public health restrictions continue to ease, they hope that when people travel, they use the lists on the site to ensure that they spend their money only at BC hotels that have treated their workers fairly. I speak with Fung and Tadaka about the hotel industry, the impacts of the pandemic, and the BC's Unequal Women campaign. My name is Stephanie Fung, and I am the communications organizer for Unite Here Local 40, BC's Hospitality Workers Union. My name is Rajani. I've been living in Canada and the USA, all over country, almost 20 years. I have two kids, two daughters. I've been working at Pan Pacific almost six years. So almost in Canada, I've been working almost 18, 19 years. Tell me a little bit more about how you each came to be doing the kinds of work that you do now. I've been working for Unite Here Local 40 for a little over a year. I actually just began working for the union when the pandemic struck last year. So it was a sudden shock for everyone. And I felt like I was thrown into the middle of a crisis that while it was very hectic at that time to like work from home and not really meet my new coworkers face to face. At the same time, I felt that, you know, we just had so many challenges and the hospitality industry was being devastated across Canada. So my coworkers and I, we really just wanted to make sure workers in our industry were doing okay. Many of them were laid off during that time. We just wanted to make sure that they had their jobs to go back to as the economy slowly recovered from the pandemic. As from how I got into the labor movement before that, I've been organizing in my community in Chinatown, Vancouver for a couple of years before then standing up for ordinary people, especially workers and tenants. So when I was in Chinatown, I was doing a lot of work around housing justice because Chinatown, as many Chinatowns across Canada, is slowly being gentrified with many condos coming in, displacing people from their homes, pushing out mom and pop businesses, and not making it affordable for Chinese working people. 
So I organized the Chinese community in Vancouver to stand up to developers and to protect people's homes. So that kind of brought me into organizing into the labor movement because I wanted to like get to know, you know, the broader working communities, not just in Chinatown, but across Vancouver. And I was very inspired by the work that Unite Here Local 40 was already doing and wanted to be part of a broader labor movement that would stand up for workers. So I used to work at uh, McDonald's. Someone was working, his name is Gopio. He used to come there. Then I asked him, hey, you know anything jobs? I have very good experience, all this kind of industry. So I asked him, he gave the resume, then I selected and I started 2015 and the pandemic. Suddenly they fired us and we don't know anything. And then we all get together and we talked and we got Stephanie mark and their union and this is what we've been trying to fighting and that's how i made stephanie and stephanie tell listeners a little bit more about unite here local 40 unite here local 40 is bc's hospitality workers union we have a diverse membership all across the province and represent members in restaurants hotels bars and at camps as well many people in our union are like cooks cleaners, room attendants, housekeepers, bellmen, front desk. And they really do play a big role in BC's tourism and hospitality industry and are are a large part of why they make this province just a, a destination for many travelers from around the world. What was the hotel industry like before COVID? So Rajani, meaning in terms of the nuts and bolts of your work, and Stephanie, from the perspective of your role as an organizer. Like uh, in the hotel, all in different, different types of things, but uh, we do housekeeping. Housekeeping is making beds and all cleaning room and mopping, dusting, like so much hard work. Like guess like how half an hour it take one room. That means it's too much work and it's a very small room, but still uh, we have to maintain all uh, hospitality and beds are so heavy, but still we don't care. We did hard work. Our role is 14 rooms, 8 hours. So half an hour is one room. So that means how it is hard work. We have to do linen and making bed and make it, we have to bring ourselves. We have to do ourselves everything. When we start the job, then that's our responsibility to all finish the job until 5 o'clock. So that's our role. Before the pandemic, hotel workers were... They were doing very well before the pandemic. Just a few years ago in 2019, hotel workers in downtown Vancouver had won historic wage increases and benefits that really was very groundbreaking and changed many people's lives for the better. Our union was part of like organizing these hotel workers and making sure that, hey, look, we're fighting back against this hotel industry that's been really benefiting off people's backs. And, you know, tourism is booming in Vancouver workers deserve the wages because they've worked so hard for all these years. So we were very successful in 2019 in historic strikes and winning better wages and benefits for all hotel workers in Vancouver. And I know that a lot of industries in the last couple of decades have seen, I mean, it looks different depending on the industry, but lower wages, higher workloads, greater precarity, and so on. 
Has that shown up in the hotel industry, any of these different kinds of changes by employers to try and get more out of their workers? Yeah, yeah, they do, they do. They do, they finish, and even though they can push sometimes, no, you have to do, you have to finish, the guest is here. Like, so much pressure sometimes, so much pressure. Like, you know, until 2 o'clock, oh, you didn't finish this, you didn't finish this, um, they ask like that. Guest is already here. So I don't know. They gonna. They, how come they can come like that? And uh, we have to finish. Sometimes some guests are inside. Like it's called stay over. They need uh, same time. And we have to do same time in new guest one. So much pressure. Sometimes so much pressure. Like not sometimes. Actually every day. It's kind of every day. It's a very pressuring job, but still, you know, we need a salary. We need our selves and we have to pay bills and grocery, mortgage and start tuition fees. So that's why it's coming in mind. You know, we have to do this job. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, so much pressure, so much pressure. Even some old women, they are 60, 62, 65 also. Still, they are working. No one say, no, we can't. So much pressure, so much pressure. Still, we do. End of the day, we can think it's okay, we survive. So, that's how we did. But, you know, they take advantage of a pandemic and then they fired us without our knowledge. We've been fighting almost one and a half a year. And Stephanie, what's your perspective as an organizer in terms of things like speed ups and increases in precarity in the industry and so on over the years? I'd just like to echo what Rajani was saying about how the pandemic really triggered and just exposed a lot of the almost, I would say, exploitation that hotels have been doing to their workers and just showing the cruelty of, of how they treat their hotel workers. Like Rajani said, they're using the pandemic as an excuse and taking advantage of it to fire workers and get rid of their long-term staff. Many of these workers are women and immigrants who've worked at their hotels for 30, 40 plus years. It's terrible how the hotel industry is using the pandemic as an excuse to fire their women. To be sure, COVID-19 has impacted everyone, but women are treated unequally. Everyone is at risk of getting COVID, but the impacts are unequal. Women make up a majority of hospitality workers, and they're bearing the brunt of the pandemic, economically, socially, psychologically, and physically. So what Rajani was saying as well, you know, we're at a time where we're seeing how employers just want to get rid of everything in the contracts, you know, like roll back wages, eliminate benefits, increase workloads, eliminate severance pay, just anything to make their long-term workers into casual contracted workers so that they can cut costs or even replace them with cheaper hires. So yeah, the pandemic clearly showed how the hotel industry disrespects workers. Let's focus in more specifically on COVID. How did the pandemic initially hit the industry in terms of shutdowns and so on? And what have the downstream consequences of that been? Particularly, how did the employers take it out on workers? When the pandemic struck last March in 2020, over 50,000 BC hotel workers were laid off immediately. That was understandable at that time. Workers knew that, look, we don't know what this virus is. We have to stay home and protect everyone else. So that's what workers did. But when the hotel industry began mass firings of their hotel workers instead of bringing them back to their jobs, 
that's when workers realize, look, this is unacceptable. I've worked at my job for 20, 30 years. I don't deserve to be fired just because of a temporary health crisis. So workers have been taking their fight to the province. Like last year, we took the fight to the legislature in Victoria and did a hunger strike there. We urged the government to guarantee all hotel workers the right to return to their jobs as the economy recovers. But the government failed to protect workers. So we've been bringing our fight to the hotel industry and taking action there and just making sure that employers do the right thing and return their long-term workforce back to their pre-pandemic jobs. And this isn't something that's an impossibility. In cities like LA and Chicago, right to return legislation was recently passed. So this is totally doable in BC as well. It's very easy. What we're asking the British Columbia government to do is to create a regulation within their employment standards to provide recall right protections to any worker laid off as a result of the COVID pandemic. All we want is just recall rights for these workers so that they can go back to their jobs once and, business returns. And even they're firing some people while the Red Cross people, Blue Cross people, they are working at the same time. Yes. So what Rajani was saying was that in the hotels like Pacific Gateway, which is a federal quarantine hotel in Richmond, B.C., the Trudeau government took over that hotel, displaced workers and brought in the Red Cross to do the jobs that hotel workers were originally doing. So that's unacceptable. Hotel workers know every nook and cranny of this hotel. Why couldn't they continue to work and clean and protect travelers staying in that hotel? So, you know, it's outrageous that the provincial and federal governments haven't done more to protect workers who are being fired by their employers during this time. And Rajani, how did things play out at your workplace? 2020 in March, they had only one meeting and they said, we're going to call you. But there is job. We hearing everything. We saw everything. And even that time also cruise ship came and they have full time and still they give the laid off. Okay. We said, uh, okay, even we've been calling them, hey, we can come. We will back to you. We've been doing pleasing. We will come back to you after like six months or three months, whatever. And then all of a sudden, like uh, June, July, they send the letter. Someone told me. Even they also did discrimination, like Indian people or Filipinos, like that. They fired, first of all, Indian people. My number is 40. And just to clarify, the numbers Tadaka is talking about are seniority numbers. They were firing them in batches. As Tadaka points out, there was still work. There were still jobs. Initially, managers did some of the work, and then they hired lower-wage casual workers from agencies to do it. From 40 to... Until 80, they fired. And from 80 to 100, they have casual people. Casual people are coming from agency. So mine is 40. So from 40, they fired me. After two months, they fired again 20 people from 40 to 60. That's how they fired. July, they fired, right? And September, they bring other people. They have work. And you know who is doing? The houseman is doing housekeeping job. Even managers are doing housekeeping job. They have job, but they are taking from agency people. But still they are firing while they are working and they firing us. So in September, October, they have job. 
that's how they fired so they tricky they did so much tricky oh my god they gonna kick you out like garbage we have already pandemic going on emotionally mentally so much stressed and top of that they fired us can you believe there is no humanity we can blame these people or political people even we went to all politician and we been asking them help and no one helping so it was like very embarrassing living in canada actually employers they're trying to take advantage of a temporary health crisis to fire their long term workers in order to cut costs to save money and to hire a workforce that will accept cheaper wages and that's just unacceptable for workers who've dedicated you know years and years of service to making these hotels successful so they're standing up and saying no to pandemic profiteering how did the bc's unequal women campaign come about the idea for the unequal women campaign was developed generally in response to the pandemic but it was also a response to the ways in which we were seeing that many of our women in the union you know were being fired it was just an increasing number of mass firings by many different hotels across BC that we were saying look no we can't have 100 women there being fired and then 100 women in another hotel being fired we've been fighting back and urging hotels like the Hilton Metrotown the Pan Pacific to bring their fired workers back to their jobs we've been holding a strike at Pacific Gateway workers are locked out at the Hilton Metrotown right now and we're willing to escalate the fights to more hotels in upcoming months to make sure that women go back to their jobs that they had before the pandemic and back to their original wages and benefits and the security that they had before What's the campaign involved beyond the job actions at specific hotels? We've also been writing petitions, sending letters to the MPs, to our provincial and federal politicians, and I think a large part of it has involved organizing community. It's very crucial that the government sees that there are a large number of people, not just hotel workers, who are standing up and saying we need a fair feminist recovery and right now this is not what's happening because hotel workers most of whom are women and immigrants are being fired right under prime minister justin trudeau's nose you know this is not what he proposed you know he's always been saying oh i'm promising everyone a feminist recovery but why is trudeau letting the hotel industry get away with eliminating the jobs of women and people of color that's what we're asking him and telling him look this is not what a fair and feminist recovery looks like you're giving funding to all these employers but none of that is going towards workers so we're saying there has to be a stipulation in these government funding grants that say that any hotel that receives government relief for covid recovery must rehire their laid off workers back to their jobs so we've been doing a number of things getting community support tasking trudeau taking him like for his word like just saying look this is not a feminist recovery we're in right now. What has that looked like? That work of building support in the community. We've received so much support especially around Hilton Metrotown in Burnaby. Workers have been locked out for several months now and every week we've been holding an action a car caravan on the streets outside the Hilton Metrotown. There's been support from unions across BC from community groups who care about hotel workers and are standing up with us 
I just want to also add that the BC Federation of Labor issued a boycott of the Hilton Metro Town a few months ago in order to stand in solidarity with hotel workers and say no. We're asking all customers to withdraw business from these hotels and bring their business elsewhere to hotels that are treating their workers fairly. We're very grateful for other major unions in the province for standing with women and making sure that no worker loses their job just because of a pandemic. What other kinds of actions have you been taking focused on government? Like you alluded earlier in the interview to an action in Victoria. Last summer, we had a hunger strike in Victoria. It was called Fast for Our Jobs. We were urging the provincial government to step in at that time and guarantee all workers the right to return to their jobs as business returns. We had hotel workers come to Victoria, and some of them fasted for three days, at most five or six days. And they took turns, so we had a rotating group of hotel workers each time sitting out on the lawns of the legislature. Really, just giving a visual to the ministers inside the legislature and saying, "Look, us workers are standing out here in the lawn fasting for our jobs because if we don't do this, then we're actually going to starve, or like we're not going to have money to support our families." So this is a literal representation of what could happen to us if we don't get our jobs back. What do you have planned in terms of pushing the campaign forward? Pushing the campaign forward. Women are determined more than ever to keep fighting for their jobs. We're escalating the boycott at Hilton Metro Town. In early August, we're going to do a sit-in on the streets outside that hotel. We're determined to fight back, fight against the hotel industry, and making sure that women have a voice in the city because it's not acceptable what the government is allowing to happen in the hospitality industry and what hotel employers are doing right now. So we're going to make sure that workers have jobs to go back to when the pandemic is over, and we're just going to keep on fighting. What kind of action would you like people who are listening to take in support of the BC's Unequal Women campaign? Yes, everyone should support this. You know, it's not only one woman or ten women. Whole industry, we we all people are working very hard. They should support. Everyone support. Then we can get the job back. In terms of support, we have a website about our campaign. It's www.bcunequalwomen.org, and there is a page on that website which lists the hotels that are treating their workers fairly and hotels that aren't. And we're asking people who, you know, if you're thinking of traveling this summer or you know going to BC, just make sure to not go to hotels that are firing their women. Another form of support is to write to your MP, write to all levels of government, and say this is unacceptable. We want and we need a fair and feminist recovery, and workers should have the right to go back to their pre-pandemic jobs as business returns because the economy is going to make a comeback, and workers need their jobs back. You have been listening to my interview with Stephanie Fung and Rajani Tadaka about the BC's Unequal Women campaign. To learn more about it, go to bcunequalwomen.org. To find out more about Talking Radical Radio, the guests, the theme music, and the ways that you can listen, go to talkingradical.ca and click on the link for the radio show. On the site, you can sign up for email updates or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, SoundCloud, and other platforms. I'm Scott Nye, a writer and media producer based in Hamilton, Ontario, and the author of two books of Canadian history told through the stories of activists, published by Fernwood Publishing. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you tune in again next week. 
Thank <laughs> you.